Welcome to Y2 Killers. I'm Dr. Benny Graves, the Everclear you drink out of a pitcher at your corn rave. And with <laughs> me, as always, is the PS2 CGI caterpillar smoking a hookah to my stoner dream, the gay slur to my member of Destiny's Child, the gratuitous corpse breasts to my crossover horror film, Hammy Swammy Bitch Sammy. What's up, bitch? So we're recording. Today, yes, on a very special episode, yeah, Freddy versus Jason from the year two thousand and three, directed by Donnie Yu. We're recording in our new studio. Uh, well, I think the word studio is a bit of a stretch. Studio. Uh, no, we are recording in our upstairs bedroom, which also double doubles as a storage closet. So there's lots of stuff. So hopefully the ambient noise is less. But there's also a Tenebrae poster in uh, here. New York Ripper. New York Ripper, Flesh Gordon. Uh, a bunch of Charles Clary's artwork, but also more importantly is a hand-drawn portrait of who? FDR. That's true. FDR is in the studio today. Yeah, he is. Uh, I bought this. Remember when I bought this at the flea market for like 20 bucks? Yeah. I like saw it across the way and I was like, is that a fucking hand-drawn photo of FDR? A young FDR looking. The only thing I like more than polio is pussy and horror crossover properties. Well, he also fought for workers' rights, but you know, whatever. Fuck you. And pussy. Yeah, he was a puss hang. Um, puss hang? Yeah, puss hang. What is that? Like he just hung out with a lot of pussy. Oh, okay. Um, what are we drinking? Uh, well, right now I'm having a grapefruit seltzer from Wegmans. But before we took a shot of the old smoky uh, sour moonshine, watermelon, sour mar- moonshine. watermelon moonshine, which is it's not bad. It it's good. It's good. Yeah, it had a little sour kick to it. I enjoyed it. It was warm, so we'll have to get back to you if it's actually better when it's chilled. And I'm drinking an Arnie Palmy. Arnie Palmy. I told this you is the this. One with the alcohol. Um, my dad got a signed photo of Arnold Palmer and he was very excited. Yeah, I don't care about Arnold Palmer. I do care about his tasty beverage. He's a very good golfer, so. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so we're, t- you're very excited because we're talking about Freddy versus Jason. I know. Which is a hard nostalgia movie for you. So yeah, uh, I'm going to start this off with that I love this movie. I understand that it is hot, hot trash and that it's not that good of a movie. And if you look too closely at it, you're like, Sarah, there's a lot of flaws and a lot of things that are like, ah, not so great. And what I have to say to you is I was 15 when this movie came out. So fuck off. Um, So ripe. 
So al dente. And when I get to it, the soundtrack for this movie. So do yourselves a favor. Go on Spotify or wherever you get music and get the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack. I think it is edited, so mind yourself. If like, you like new metal and late era metal. Yeah. Late I, I, I want to say, like, bands that are past the albums that that made them and are good. Yeah. Um, like you're, you're not going to go there and hear the best Sepultura song. But, like, here's the thing is this album, um, I had it because I owned the CD. I think it was actually one of those two-disc CDs, to uh, be exact. Ooh la la. And I used to listen to it on my Walkman, like, every fucking day when I was on the bus. Like, this was, like, in constant rotation for me. So this is, like, a heavily, like, listened-to album for me. Well, we're going to get to it. We're going to go over it track by track. We will. But first, we're going to talk about what came out in the fine year of 2003. Well, how... So we were 15, so we were, what, sophomores in high school. And we have the Texas Chainsaw remake. Which I thought I liked, and then I watched recently, and I was like, maybe I don't, but then I watched the new Texas Chainsaw, and I know that I like this one better than the new one. Well, yeah. Also, Jessica Biel. (laughs) Ha-cha-cha. Wrong turn. (gasps) Love wrong turn. Uh, I have an anecdote about this one, obviously. House of a Thousand Corpses. And I remember when this movie came out, they were pushing that it was like really fucked up. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. And I remember kids being like, there are going to be kids like fainting in the theater and stuff. And I don't know where that came from. I remember watching House of a Thousand Corpses because I think my mom actually rented it like on demand or whatever. And this is like when you had to wait a while for on demand. Well, yeah, the, the, um, the time between when a movie came out in theaters and when it would be available on streaming or as physical media, it took a while. It took a while. Yeah, I think like at least a year. But anyways, I remember my mom rented like House of a Thousand Corpses or my sister did. I don't know. Somebody else did. And I remember trying to watch it and being like freaked out by it, but not because it was scary. I just thought it was like gross like i thought everybody in there was like just like really gross looking and i was like oh this is like making me uncomfortable and now as i watch it as a a woman well into her 30s i'm just like oh so you saw texas chainsaw and you're like house on the left and you were like but what if i just made my wife uh sally hargis day but not really and but she's not sally in that one no but she's She's just a bad guy she is the bad guy but she's like a blonde, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's all Sally is to you—a blonde woman. Well, you're not an allied woman. I never said I was. Um, <laughs> we uh, we have Willard with Crispin Glover. <gasps> I saw that on like IFC or something. Yeah, weird choice. Weird Crispin Glover. He was also in those Charlie's Angels movies. I feel like this character he, is a direct like link to those and characters. Chooses like very specific roles, I, I don't feel. Know. Bills pop up when they pop up, boy. That's true. That Willard money. Yes. Um, Darkness Falls. <gasps> yeah. Ooh, future episode, definitely. And uh, yeah, there were a bunch of other things that we've talked about before. These were the standouts. Um, but yeah. And then uh, what? Do, who do we have in our cast? Who do we have in this storied cast? We, <laughs> this movie is so far into the making. So much effort. Who? What big guns we got in here? Uh, we have Bob England. Of course. Rob- Bobbert. Bobbert. Mm-hmm. Bobbert England. Uh, then the guy that plays Jason Voorhees. Ken Kurtzinger. Ken Kurtzinger, which I didn't... Not... Kane Hodder. Thank God. Oh, no. I guess less choking on set. Uh, Monica <laughs> Kina, who is our main girl, uh, who has never really been in anything Lori. since. Do you get she it? Had, I, don't, I don't understand. Do you get it? Uh, Lori. We do have Jason Ritter. Wait, son. wait. We got to backtrack. Oh, my God. Who does Monica Kina date? <sighs> Ma'am! Ed Furlong. Ed Furlong. And they have been together for a while and there have been multiple domestic disputes essentially between them I that have involved shocked. police interaction 
but she's still with him. So I, I don't know the details. This is a I that's a complicated know. situation. Do they have a kid together? You said. I know he has a kid, but you're not sure if it's her kid. I or don't not. know if it's uh, okay. her kid. Go on. So besides that, we have Jason Ritter, son of the late and great John Ritter, uh, um, the star of. Uh, stay tuned. That's right. And Three's Company. <laughs> uh, we have Kelly Rowland, who was probably abused by Beyonce in real life. Let's be real. Uh, then we have Catherine Isabel as Gib. Uh, but you all know her from Ginger Snaps. She's one of the Ginger Snaps. Mm-hmm. And she was also in Hannibal. Yes, she was. She was uh, Margot or something Yeah, like she that? was, um, what, what's the, the pig guy's sister oh cold down oh cold down yeah that guy oh my god mason verger that's, that's right. it she was margot verger or whatever and i think it's implied that he molested her yeah i think that's like the implication christopher rodriguez marquette which he's been in stuff but like i, I don't recognize his name he plays linderman the nerd he's been in a bunch of nerd shit yeah. I, I think he was in um not another teen movie something like that um he was like in a bunch of stuff but like nothing he was in a lot of movies of that time you also have a bunch of people like brendan fletcher who's like in nothing notable but he was in caitlin's way which if anybody in the early early 2000s remembers that show um he's like in this movie for 10 seconds as a ginger kid we have tom butler as Lori's dad who's also in it for like sliders he's apparently three seconds sliders uh which has me he was also in the Sonic the Hedgehog Zindi movie and Josie and the Pussycats. We have Lachlan Monroe from previous episode. Que- uh, not Queen of the Damned. Oh, God. Uh, Dracula 2000. Should be it's pretty much the same movie. Oh, Zach okay, Ward, uh, who was also in just a bunch of crap. There's like a bunch of familiar Wait, faces. who was the... So there's the kid from Caitlin's Way, right? Yeah. And he has an older brother. Zach Ward. Zach Ward. Do you know where he's from? He's been in a lot he's of garbage. He's the bully from oh, Christmas right. he's, Story. He's, um, Skit or Scut. Zucky Spucky No, it's whatever. Ni- Scut, whatever. Zucky Kike Kicker. Yeah, Zucky Kike Kicker. That's exactly that, it. They could have nicknames like well, that. Well, okay. But everybody in this movie is like a face that you're like, oh, that person, that person. But not a lot of Canadians. Uh, a lot of Canots. Um, a- and that's really it, honestly. Like, there's people in here that you're like, you're going to recognize as like background actors and stuff like that, but nobody else really knows Wordy. I mean, they really just sold this movie on the fact that Bob England's in this and he's Freddo. Yeah. And I mean, Jason has always been played by different dudes. I know that there's a lot of favoritism later on now in the fandom of Roy. Him. Obviously, Roy, number one. Roy, Top number of the one. list, Roy. Never forget Roy. Then Mrs. Voorhees. Yes. Then. Um, Boogus Jason, the, the the little slug, turdo, the evil <laughs> devil slug, um, and then Bong. Oh, sorry, he doesn't turn the slug. That's Freddy. Never mind. Just yeah, Freddy turns into the the, the Bong. Uh, <laughs> he turns into an actual Bong. Uh, Wouldn't that be great, though? So here's the trivia. Do you know that? Oh, that's going to be our companion piece to horror holes. Is we're going to have horror Bongs. I don't know what they're going to be called. People yet. do that already. I know, but it's going to be our companion piece. So it's like a his and her shop. You know, Ooh, like you have horror holes for yeah. the girlies and or whoever else wants to wear leggings. No hate, no shade. And then you have like the Bong aspect. You know, you can go Christmas shopping. But on conventional our male female roles do dictate only men can smoke weed because it makes women's over insane yeah that's why i'm insane that's correct um <laughs> so the trivia we could go into great detail oh, Jesus. about the, the production and the halting production and the starting production and how long it took to get to this point to make 
this achievement. Um, I guess what I would want to ask you is, as like a youngster or a younger kid, do you remember reading like all this like stuff? They're like, they're gonna make I a wasn't Freddy that into horror, or I, I wasn't that into this stuff. Okay. Uh, at the time, I I mean, also you you'd really have to be you know on a lot of those internet websites mm-hmm. and like talking to a lot of this primordial internet stew so you know it wasn't as I, easy to come by some of this how stuff. i took this because i was 15 super into metal super into horror you know what i mean like was really into it. and this is before like it was mainstream and readily available the way it is now or even horror being approached the way it is now and i remember like Going to see this movie, I saw this movie at Market Fair actually in with Princeton. my in Princeton with my friend Becky, and I remember being like, "There's just the coolest movie ever! Can you believe that Freddie and Jason are going to be the same movie together? This is fucking crazy!" And like thinking it was very cool. Well, let's talk about the foundations of that, right? So, I'm pretty sure Craven did not want to do this. I don't think Probably. he had a lot of interest in this idea. Um, the last Freddie movie that came out before this was uh, New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so clearly my guy's moving on to Scream. Yeah, right? like he's already in Scream territory Yeah, at this and point. then the last Jason movie was Jason Goes to Hell, which infamously has the scene where Freddy's glove comes out, grabs the mask, and yeah. pulls it down into hell. Into heck. And H-E double hockey sticks. Uh, and so there was a ton of fucking false starts and potential directors and potential screenplays and a million nerd podcasts have covered this. Yeah. What I wanted to touch base is on the interesting, the most interesting part for me, which is the potential... Uh, plot points that uh, or plot lines that they didn't do so we had a couple right yeah uh the writing duo who did the work on mission impossible 2 a movie i only remember because people wore masks of different people in it um, and that was like he's I actually wearing a mask of a mask of that guy anyway uh they had written a script around the time of oj simpson trial where jason goes to trial and it's just like how prescient it's not funny it's very, very spot on. Yeah. Um, and very blunt. And then later on, Freddie shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one written by uh by the guy who wrote the crow, uh, the crow, and it's an idea about a bunch of like wayward teens who are a cult for Freddie, mm-hmm. and they're like young punks and stuff like that, and they are working to bring Freddie into the real world, and then. To oppose that, you know, you got to bring in Jason. Yeah. Right? Uh, it sounds very stupid. Uh, what? And then, I know. Uh, and then probably you, you had like a lot of satanic cult, satanic panic shit yeah. in there, which I think would be fun. Uh, there was uh, the Elm Street entry uh, that was like much more Elm Street than Jason, mm-hmm. but there was a part in it that had Freddie and Jason in a boxing ring. <gasps> With Ted Bundy as the ring announcer, and then is this he just gets celebrity killed. death match now? <laughs> he gets killed, replaced by Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, this and is just celebrity death match. They're in, and in the outside of the boxing ring, the people watching them are like ghouls and monsters, and that's that fucking rules. That sounds awesome, actually. Uh, and then there was one with time travel where it shows that both Freddy and Jason have like existed through time, mm-hmm. uh, which seems like something they would fucking do now. You know, that yeah. seems like a real like Marvel Universe type of action. Mr. Stark. And yeah. And then uh, there was like a part apparently in one of the scripts where Freddy snorts a girl up his nose and there's a booger monster man inside the nose that attacks her. Okay, but I'm here for booger monster Freddy. Yeah. Uh, And then one of the endings 
mm-hmm. was supposed to have them fighting and stuff, and then essentially Pinhead stops them, and he's like, oh, I'm here, well, too. Well, that was the thing that this movie did, and I guess we should talk about, is Freddy vs. Jason came out, and then everybody's like, what's the next thing gonna be? Who else are they gonna make fight? Oh my god, it's gonna be so cool! And, like, they end up doing Alien vs. Predator, which I really enjoyed, actually. Uh, I know you hate me for that, but, like... It's a I'm- movie that, in the aftermath of all the shit that's been done to Alien and Predator... Um, it ages better. Yeah. It's not good. No, no, no. And, but it's almost like the more wrapped up Hollywood gets in, you know, cutting off any sort of personality that any sort of writing has and sanitizing everything so that everybody can potentially like it, the less of a soul things have. So, like, is it good? No. Does it have more of a soul than The Predator? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing is this movie kind of sparked a lot, especially in that community. They're like, oh my God, they did Freddy vs. Jason. Are they going to do like Leatherface versus, you know, I don't know. Um, and they had comics, Freddy vs. Yeah. Jason versus Ash. And, um, you know, I think that there was a lot of talk about, well, who's Leatherface going to go after? Yeah. At the end of the day, the reality is that if you want any of these movies to succeed, you have to have either a very self-aware script, which means very stupid. Yes. Hence... I think boxing match with Ted Bundy would work. Well, you would need to do like a blood diner type thing where you'd have to commit to being fucking weird and stupid, but like the commitment is there. And I think right. blood diner is a great example of blood diners. But a- that's like an auteur thing. I you love know? blood diner. Blood diner is like an extremely niche film, but like, that's like what you would want from something like Freddy versus Jason, because it's so fucking stupid. So any of these movies, and that's the thing about horror, unless you're doing like an Ari Aster kind of a 24 thing, I think horror, you know, some people may disagree, but I love stupid fucking horror movies dude that's why i love this movie and it's not the best and i have a lot of nostalgia for it and my suggestion is if you've never seen this or even watched it in a while uh get a drink have something yeah, you, to you decide have some and have some friends board, with you man. at least one or two friends with you and don't be like dead set watching this movie just kind of like be fading in and out and if like, your friends are edibles that's okay too yeah but this movie no this movie is like a fun party movie in my opinion like you can put it on and nobody's gonna be like oh fucking turn this shit off there's like you'll fade in and out of it and you'll find parts that you really like and parts that you're like this right. is fucking stupid but don't so. sit down and watch it like you're gonna watch the fly yeah, don't watch it by yourself or, or, yeah or like messiah you'll be very of bored. evil yeah um Talk about that soundtrack. So hit me with that OST, girl. Like I was saying, I listened to the soundtrack like every day on the bus to and from school, and like right before classes started, when you'd have to like hang out by your lockers before first period started. So this album, Jesse, uh, please feel free to put in any or all songs from this soundtrack at any point in this recording. So our track listing is Il Nino, How Can I Live, which like of its time. I love this song. Kill Switch Engage when Darkness Falls, which was like. A huge song. Like Kids our age loved Kill Switch Engage. I loved Kill Switch Engage. I told you about the time I met Howard Jones at Mayhem Fest, and I was working the tent for Black Dahlia Murder and Cannibal Corpse for Hot Topic. And Howard Jones was still in Kill Switch at that time, and he was like across the way, and I made eye contact with him, and I was like, and I made like a hug like motion, and he like waved me over, and I like sprinted from what I was supposed to be doing at the Hot Topic tent and jumped in his arms. And then he leaned over, and he was like. I don't know how to stop it. Once I've engaged the kill switch, I don't know how to well, stop no. it. Well, no, and then we hugged lovingly, and I think he fell in love with me, and he was like, I forever long for that uh, beautiful girl. Mm. And then I ran back to do my job. So kill switch. Then we have Spine Shank, Beginning of the End, Mushroom Head, Sun Doesn't Rise, which I really like that song, but I'm not like a Mushroom Head fan, I have to say. I like mushrooms. 
I don't. Like a mushroom Alfredo? No. Cream of mushroom soup? No. Stuffed uh, mushrooms. We have hate breed condemned until rebirth. Oof. Slipknot Snap, but it's a 97 demo version, which I actually like that Slipknot song. Freddie's I don't, gonna push his fingers into your pies. Into my pies. Uh, I don't really like Slipknot. They're, I I always thought Slipknot was really stupid. They're funny. Uh, not my vibe. But Chimera, Army of Me, From Autumn to Ashes, the After Dinner Payback. Oh boy. I listened to a lot of From Autumn to Ashes I listened when to I was a lot in of my Fata. senior year. Yeah. Fata, bro. Fata, bro. Uh, Seven Dust, Leech. Power Man 5000, Bombshell. I was very into Power Man 5000. We, uh, we orbit around Power Man 5000 with our movie choices very often. Yeah, we do. Uh, the Murder Dolls, Welcome to the Strange, wow. which I do like the Murder Dolls, um, I will say. And Wednesday 13 is also a pretty okay band. That was so. a late era horror punk kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but they have like but so much metal. cool imagery and stuff like that. And like looking back on it, it's very cheesy and yeah, very like very basic. Corny. But you also have to think for that time, like there wasn't access to horror the way there is now. Like no, especially no. like deep cut stuff. Like, you know, you and I could go downstairs now and find like some weird fucking giallo on like Tubi for free. But like back in the day, if your video store didn't carry it, you, you oh, weren't no. getting it. You would have to read in a magazine or like a really niche website. Like I remember that's the way I ended up through either word of mouth or digging finding stuff like um you know for example the burning moon like yeah that stuff wasn't readily accessible now a website once a month will churn out an article being like here's some some german sov you should check out <laughs> but back then like the notion no. of either it's falling into your hands or it's not happening back then like the scariest movie people could talk about was like texas chainsaw massacre that was like the scariest that was movie. up there i remember session nine and then i remember like the japanese really were ahead of their time yeah the japanese so you got like, stuff like battle royale mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you, you'd have to audition look. stuff like that. Get, um, what is it? Wild zero, which had guitar wolf. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, next one is Seether out of my way, which Oof. like, please get on my way. Seether <laughs> followed up by fucking stone sour. Oh, there were so me. many bands that sound like, like shitty strains of weed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the next one was devil driver swinging the dead, which I actually really like this song. And looking back on it, it's, it's not a good song guys. Don't do <laughs> <laughs> uh sepultura with matt mike Patton with the waist not which, not a good sepultura yeah. uh the blank theory middle of nowhere nothing face with ether uh in flames in flames is actually really good i think wow. they're like nordic aren't they or something yeah i also think they might be Norse. which is songs trigger uh lamb of god 11th hour you which like i do love lamb of god this is like some real old school lamb of god i can't speak to new lamb of god i haven't listened to them in like probably 10 12 years <laughs> but i have met them several times and i will say they're very nice like they were like some of the most down-to-earth dudes and so sweet cool. um and i some older lamb of god like uh ashes of the wake uh alice palace's burn and stuff like that like that's good when they did burn the priest that's all really good too uh and then lastly typo negative we were electrocute um, my big dick boy so, and I remember listening to Typo Negative on this and not knowing who they were because yet again, at this time, I, if it wasn't in like a hip parade or circus magazine, you weren't going to know about it. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't in your radar. Yeah. So Typo was never in my radar until this soundtrack. So. I was definitely more of a carnivore person all the way. Um, I don't mind Typo. Yeah. Uh, They're and a little I, and, and I respect sexy. that baby arm he has. You mean his big old dick? That's correct. It's a big old dick. And what a perfect way to segue into our synopses. Synopsis. So we start out with a mashup of the Elm Street music and we get our... And we get... Uh, 
probably what looks like I, I think until you get the remake, the cheapest uh Robert Englund Freddy origin scene. So that's the thing about this movie is I never thought this Freddy looked cheap because yet again, my brain was warped at this time. I was not, you know, you don't think about I'm it. Not thinking about it. And I look at it like we watched it uh, again yesterday and I was like, "Oh yeah, he looks The problem very is and this plastic. has been pointed out that after 3 Maybe four, if I'm being really, really kind about it, you start to lose that goo. Yeah. Like, what made... It becomes, like, wart-looking, but, like, there's no pus he, or He's muck. very plastic. He yeah. becomes very plastic-looking, and you can see tendons and stuff like that. But those first two Freddies, where he's got, like, goo, and he definitely looks like he's got, like, fresh, wet, wet burns all over him. Well, I will him. say, in this movie, he has fucked-up teeth, and I don't Sometimes. think... Sometimes. He's got I, two types of fucked-up teeth, but we'll get into it. He has, like, it. spiky ones, Sometimes. and then, like, kind of just crackheads. Sometimes he has, like... <laughs> Monster demon teeth. Yeah. And then sometimes he's got, yeah, Dippin' Kenzo teeth. Dippin' Kenzo's, yeah. Um, But yeah, we get this, like, really shoddy origin story where there's a little girl and she's like, oh, please don't stick your fingers in my butthole. That's the implication. I think that this Freddy intro is a lot more I definitely molest a kiddos than, like, the rest of the Freddy. This one's more explicit. And it leans a little bit Because he licks a picture of a little girl. Um, But anyway... Uh, Bobbert Englund does Bobbert. a voiceover where he talks about how uh, he gets his energy from the kids, right? Well, that's what the Catholic priests were saying. Oh, that's, that's why that's we why need to keep that, having kids. That's why the church has existed for so long. That's they why they the have children. A, a city made of children's bones. Yes. Vatican City. Well, they're brown kids. Nobody um, cares. And we get a best of le- and slash <laughs> last time on Freddy Krueger, uh, which is cool. There's a lot of really awesome yeah. makeup that is shown there. Um, I and it makes know- you wish you were watching those yeah, movies. That's exactly what I was going to say. I should know. It just makes me want to be like, man, can I just watch Dream Warriors? Uh, and then Freddy like, Welcome pretty to much time, bitch. does a... Uh, He's doing like a like a rant. He's like doing an angry YouTube rant where he's like, "But they forgot about me." He's having a real Bam! Ben moment. Yeah. <laughs> what? And he, uh, <laughs> where he pretty much info dumps the plot, and the plot is, and in case you forgot, you're, you're making out with your girlfriend at the time in her under oath T-shirt and hey, her maybe sideways you're doing belt. A handy or trying to give a little bit of a you know a little squish to that mouth. A little next squish, to you? squish. Yeah. Um, if you were trying to poke do a that, bean. Yeah, flip the bean, flick, no, flick poke it. it, poke the bean. Uh, women love when you poke their bean. Just poke it. Just poke it real hard. Bonk. Like you're pressing a, like a button at the front desk of a but hotel not a lobby. Bonk the bean, just a no. Poke you've got to poke it real hard. If okay. your nails are even super long, that makes it better. Just like dig that nail in there. Well, during the rage rant, and I'm just going to extrapolate it into what the plot is going to be. You find out that it was important that the children remembered Freddy because that's how he existed, which is the crux of part one. Yeah, and. The children forgot him through circumstances we'll find out later uh, and actions by adults. And so he was forgotten and he can no longer exist, right? In his spooky, torturing form. And so he decides that he is going to use Jason, send him to uh, Springwood to kill so that people believe that Freddy is doing it. Yes. So that he then can become uh, not necessarily corporeal, but like he can regain his dream monster strength. Yeah, I think he's just looking for, you know, a little uh, power up. He's trying to get the mushroom and become a bigger guy. That's right. He just wants to become a bigger guy. 
Um, because right now he's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. Uh, also during this intro, that this is when he has his like monster demon teeth. Yeah. That are really spiky, and he's got these crazy white contacts, in, <laughs> and it, it's dumb because he still has his like. He looks like he should be in a cradle of filth video. Dude, with those he eyes, man, looks dangerously Do close to being like the the guy who uses the electric drum set in like Twisted or something. Do you remember when kids would always buy like those fucking like contact lenses, like the whiteout ones for like Halloween and shit? Like when I worked at Hot Topics, this was like there was always that one kid. There was like we didn't sell them either because like they're really dangerous actually because you're sticking shit in your eye that's probably like not regulated and probably has harsh ass chemicals. But people would always come in like during Halloween and be like, "Oh, do you have like the contacts to like turn your eyes white?" And I was like. No, but you probably shouldn't buy those because you're gonna fuck with your vision. They're like, oh, well, I don't care. I'm just gonna go to Spencer's and see if they're. My ex girlfriend had those, but she b- spent a lot, a lot of money to get ones that wouldn't fuck up with your okay. eyes. Like she no. had to pay for legit ones. No, these people were looking for like you Cheap know, like shit. five, yeah. six dollar ones, and yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know that I would so- shove something in my eye that costs less than fifty dollars that wasn't prescribed by a doctor. Right. Do you I mean, Indian? at this point, there's a lot of options for contacts and stuff like that, and that type of like the 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 transition from people in Evil Dead having to wear full glass contacts they could only wear for like less than an hour to buying like pros- fi- not prosthetic but uh, professional level contacts yeah. has changed significantly but at the time you were rolling your dice oh, baby oh yeah Definitely. Um, and we cut to what anybody will tell you is clearly Crystal Lake where a woman what? with who who clearly has large natural breasts. I think they're very natural. Uh, as a woman that has huge tittles, uh, I know mine that they have never, always never have never moved. Mm-hmm. They don't go anywhere. It's not like yeah. a mudslide killing California children. Um, <laughs> they stay up on that mountain and they're just like super perky and the nips are just blasting outwards and they don't go anywhere. I'm the king of the mountain. Uh, you know, they're never just like kind of sloshing around like a bag of jello or anything, you know. I love those bags of jello, honey. <laughs> uh, and then Jason inevitably shows up and he choppies her, right? Yeah, he fucking murks uh, her. He, I think he takes a machete and punches it through, through a tree. Yeah, and through, through her. her. And people are full of marmalade in this. They're yeah, full there's of, a like, lot of jelly people. Jelly. Yeah. You know, the blood in this looks really tasty. The blood does look good. It's it like, makes me want like a fruit pie. It looks like a raspberry jelly. You know, it's like a little chunky and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, no jelly. I want to eat some jelly. You want to do what? Eat some jelly. Uh, A woman who looks, who is not, sorry, who looks nothing like Betsy Baker appears. No, oh my God. Apparently I read some trivia that they asked uh, the woman that played originally Mrs. Voorhees and she was like, this role is beneath me. (laughs) She wasn't wrong. Uh, But also like, to be fair, what else are you doing besides being Mrs. Voorhees? I don't know. She probably also is like a very old lady at that like point. She was like, yeah, something. I think I'm done with this. I mean, I don't know. I, I respect some people that just come in for horror cameos and they're like, oh, I'm here for like a, a scene or whatever. Uh, there are some people that definitely milk it and you're like, yeah, we get it. You, you're in this franchise. That's cool. Okay, bye. I think it would have been nice to see her, but I definitely understand why she turned it down. So, Well, we then get, uh, right, so not Mrs. Voorhees. No, Mrs. Voorhees. And she tells Jason, she's like, you gotta wake up, Jason, uh, and kill for mommy. And he wakes up, and they show, like, his organs and his heart pumping and stuff. Yeah, it's like a mummified skeleton kind of thing. It's like his weird mummified monster body. Yeah. But then uh, he's got, like, a shirt on later on, which is fine. Uh, I guess he got dressed when he woke up. Look, sometimes you just get dressed off screen. But it's not Mrs. Voorhees. It's Freddo. (gasps) It was Freddo the whole time fucking with Jason, trying to manipulate him to coming back from the grave? That's good, the grave, yeah. 
water grave? He's just in the dirt. Just the dirt. He's just in the dirt. He's not in hell. Shouldn't he be in hell? He should be. Hmm. Interesting. Um, remember when he shaved that, that police uh, captain naked yeah. so that he could make a slug come out of his mouth and go into that police captain's guy's I like mouth? that. See, here's my thing about this movie is it makes no connection to any of like the Freddy and Jason movies. Like they don't keep with any of the timelines. Now lines. I don't know if that's true, and I'll talk about where they reference where they straight oh, up just lift scenes. Christ. We'll get to it. Um, and then yeah, we see Mrs. Voorhees turn back into or turn into Freddy. But I will say that this movie, you don't need to have seen all the other ones to kind of get the vibe. No, of because this. they tell you the plot of the movie and, like, that's every like, fifteen minutes. A benefit, but also like not to this movie is there's no. If this is your introduction to the series, you're going to be like, these series are dumb. That's stupid. You should like watch the series before you watch that. I'm not saying they're the peak of intelligence, but I'm definitely saying that like, again, for all the kids making out in the theater, every 20 minutes or so, a character will tell you what the plot of the movie is. Hey, look, some of us are there just with our best friend, like a bunch of fucking nerds with our giant popcorns and our cherry Cokes being fucking amped to watch Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. Not all of us are making out with our boyfriend or girlfriend because we've never had one before. Anyway, so Mrs. Voorhees turns back into Freddy, and this Freddy doesn't have monster teeth. He has Dippin' Kenzo teeth. Yo, they and are. And regular Freddy eyes, and he's got the rubber mask. Uh, and then he's like, oh, 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 sup, my bitches. And then we get the text, uh, Freddy versus Jason, it's made of blood. Blah, 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 and we get blah. some junk, 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 junk. Um, we cut to Elm Street. We get more chi 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 ma ma ma. Get it? Uh, and Kelly Rowland is hanging out with Ginger Snaps and with Monica Kina. Yep. Uh, Lori. Lori. Uh, and then do you fucking get it, no. dude? Dude, do you get it? No. Do you fucking get why she's named Lori, dude? Dude, do you fucking get it? Nope. Search me. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Rowland's bit is that she has body dysmorphia. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. But so did all girls that age. Like, the 2000s were evil. Yeah, it was just called being a teen. It was just like Teen Magazine was like, could you lose 50 pounds? Stick your finger in your mouth. Don't tell your parents. Two bros show up. It's Trey. And Blake. And Blake. And Trey is Ginger Snap's boyfriend. Well, he gets snapped. Uh, oh, but damn! <laughs> uh, and they show up with beer and attitude. Yeah, right. They do. They're like, they're like, bro, bitches. Am I right? That's pretty much what they're doing. But honestly, right? like, I'm sure like some little Gen Zs could watch this movie and be like, that's not how teenagers act. That guy's a dickhead to her. It's like, no, that's what the 2000s were about. Like, this felt very accurate to me. Like, this girl's friends fucking suck. They're kind of assholes. They invite dudes over to her house, and she's like, to Lori's house, and she's like. Bro, I didn't want these fucking guys here. And she's like, And the no. boyfriend's like, come on, suck my fucking dick. And she's like, whatever, he's hot, I don't care. And it's like, it's very 2000s. Realize. We all knew people like this at yeah. this time. Is so. it good? No. No, no. Did I'm it not, happen? I'm not like saying this is good by any means, but I am saying this is quite accurate to the times, which is like, oh, a kind of cute girl is being fucking abused mentally and probably physically by this dude. Uh, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lori info dumps that her preteen love Will. That's right, Will. Uh, A.K.A. Jason Ritter. Disappeared out of her life, uh, and she also has a dead mom. Yeah. And we don't... There are mysterious circumstances under which mom is dead. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Blake wants to fuck Monica Kina. He's the friend of, like, the alpha boyfriend, but Monica Kina slash Lori wants nothing to do with him. Because she's Meanwhile, a good girl. Ginger Snaps is a bad girl. She's a so potty she girl. like, fucking the shit out of her idiot boyfriend. And then her... Her air quotes uh 
uh, need to go take a shower is overwhelming. So she goes to take it and her breasts double in size and completely Well, I read change. this too. Basically, Ginger Snaps girl was really mad because she was like in her contract. It's like, uh, I won't do nudity. I won't do nudity. And apparently the director, Johnny Yu, what was his name? Donnie Yu. Yeah. Donnie Yu was like... Uh, kept pushing for her to do like nudity and what they ended up settling on was that that she had a body double so that is in fact not her body right. which makes sense because that girl has fake ass titties they are fucking huge boys not fhm megan fox loves gears of war fhm it was a magazine it was oh. like maxim interesting um, for hunky men is that what it's called Foxy hot men, like, feverishly humorous men. I like for hunky men. Okay. Um, and then while she's taking a shower, uh, her boyfriend's like Trey. Her boyfriend Tra. Tra. Mister Trey. Tra. He gets stabbed through the tummy, and yeah. so hard repeatedly that his intestines pop out. Yeah. And then it's like a fold-out bed. So what I think it is, it's one of those things that like you see in hotels, but they're like the beds that like squish up. They basically turn into like a piece of bread and you just like smush it together. Yeah. And that's um, what happens to him. He is the meat in that bread. But he was laying on his tum-tum. So basically his ankles touches like the back forehead. of his head. Yeah. yeah. It's he gets folded backwards, which is a, it's a very uh, Freddy versus Jason. Or it's, I, sorry, it's a very Nightmare on I keep fuck. It's a very Friday the 13th kill. I think it was really good. I really like this kill. So I think, you know, you have a bunch of blood, you have a bunch of kids that just had sex, and Jason's like, I hate thirst. Uh, and then he squishes him in the bed. And I think this is one of the best kills, honestly. I love this. This, yeah, I think this is Because also- he's also looking like a big spaghetti man. He's all like smushed up in there, you know? Like I said, I think this is the closest to the spirit of the kills of There's Friday like the 13th. some parts of this movie that actually have like the spirit of like, you know, their predecessors. A little bit. Bit, but uh, Officer Lachlan Monroe, uh, who we know from Dracula 2000 and who is an expert at getting killed and who just moved to Springwood, huh. uh, meets the screaming teens as they're running from the house. And then the cops show up and they're like, We can't talk about what happened at this house. About Freddy Krueger. This is the Elm Street house. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, and we got to keep this Freddy Krueger bit hush, hush. Uh, and they are all taken to the police station. Yes. Where Lori then has a Freddy dream. Oh no. And she's walking through the empty halls of the police station and there are missing kid posters everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there the the heads follow her as she walks. Well, we're in an episode of Goosebumps right now. Straight oh up my god. Go- it, goosebumps I'm level shit. I'm sure there's like a Goosebumps like opening scene that like is almost shot for shot for Yeah, this. remember that part where Freddy is like a golden retriever and his eyes glow yellow and he's oh like, Oh my god, Bitch. that part was always so creepy as a kid. Um and then we get uh, a girl with no eyes, and she, like, is Freddy's hype man. She's like, you better be scared. Freddy's coming back, yo. Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, and then she appears in front of the dilapidated Elm Street house. Say dilapidated again. Dilapidated. Nice. And we get the little girl's jumping rope. We get the rhyme. Yep. Uh, when I was in high school, me and my friend Becky, who saw this with me, uh, we also rented the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and we used to, like, sing that song to each other when we wow, were, like, going to edgy. lunch, because we were super fucking cool. Incredible. I know. I think you, you are the weirdos, mister. I am the weirdo, mister. Uh, we cut to a scene that I really enjoy in this film, which is, so Blake is the wet blanket friend of the alpha bro who got killed. Yeah. And Blake's dad, who bears a stunning resemblance to Alex Jones. <laughs> he does! Yells at him for 
drinking he's pretty much like were you drinking or you and then <laughs> blake's like i'm drinking right now dad uh yeah this kid is a flask he's pretty yeah. tough uh, or an alcoholic oh, um tough. <laughs> and and blake then has like a shakespearean moment where he's like i swear revenge for you my, my beloved um but he is unable to get revenge because Revendre. he is in a freddy dream yep. where he sees a goatee yeah what's the thing with the goat uh like a scapegoat. There's also a goat in Nightmare One Is that there? Tina sees when she's in the boiler room. And it's creepy in that context. Tina. In this context, you're just like, I guess there's a goat that hangs out on Elm Street. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, oh, did somebody's neighbors like goat get out? <laughs> uh, and then uh, if they were like hipsters, they definitely Yeah, have a goat. right. Um, I would love to have a goat. That'd be so cool. I wouldn't even have to recycle anything. Just You'd feed be it mad to the at goat. how stinky they be. Okay, but I just feed all the stuff to the goat that I don't want. So Freddy tries to kill Blake, but his bad CGI isn't strong enough. Nope. And so he's like, he tells the screen this. He's like, not strong enough movie. Bitch. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and then because, uh, oh, I, what I realized watching this. So we talked about how, how Freddy has the demon Freddy makeup. Yeah. Which, which, with the weird white contacts and the, and the stabby teeth. Yes. And those you see at the end for one scene. Yes. And then most of the time he's got the Kenzo Dipping teeth. Kenzo teeth, yeah. And his eyes are this bright blue that I kept thinking of Stevie from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kept thinking of the scene where Stevie and uh, Kenny have to fight those gangs. So he has those two Freddy gloves that he's wearing. Yes! And he goes, I'm your new nightmare. <gasps> it's Holy all connected, fuck, dude. dude. It's all connected. Yeah, when they had to fight the black bikers. Yeah. Um, with uh, what's his face from um the office? Oh my god, Robinson. Now- Craig Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Blake wakes up from the dream, and I guess what Jason did is he <laughs> stealthily cut off this his dad's make head. Sense. So this is the part. So like. Blake's dad ends up sitting next to Blake when he wakes up and he was like, oh, my dad's fucking sitting next to me on this fucking bench. And his dad's head ends up like falling into his lap. And that's like the funniest fucking part. Because one, like the way the head falls, it's just it's CGI. It's it's so good. But you also have to think you're like, oh, you're Jason. You're like a bull in the China shop. Like, how did you get this head to stay on this man? Like literally what would have had to happen? I want to see the scene that's happening while he's asleep of Jason taking the dad, like knocking him out. Putting him down, taking like a pastry cutter and very carefully well, cutting the neck. Saying, do you think he had like barbecue skewers that he just like shoved oh, in yeah, him and so? you know he like stuck it on and top then, to make it work? And then he's wiping with like a cocktail napkin around the neck. He's like, it keeps yeah. oozing. He's gonna think he's already dead. You remember that show Cake Boss? Well, look at Head Boss. So you know you got to make the perfect head, head stay boss on. Is also but you a also great have to channel trans- on Pornhub. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. At the Weston no, Hills you. Hospital, which you guys can come after me with pitchforks. I don't remember whether or not Weston Hills was the name of the hospital in Dream I didn't Warriors. I think it was, um, but I, I could be really wrong. Jason Ritter uh, and his edgy pal Mock. Uh, they take Hypnosil. Remember Hypnosil? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the drug that, that I believe that um, Lori's dad created. Yes, but also it's the drug that Nancy is taking yeah. experimentally in Dream Warriors. Okay. Man, so it's been like 30 years and the FDA still hasn't approved this drug? That's interesting. Or they have and it's dangerous, but the FDA doesn't care. Yeah, well. Um, anyway, Ritter America! is convinced that Lori's dad killed Lori's mom. Yes. He saw something that suggests that this happened. Mark thinks Mark. that it's a dream demon that did it. Uh, it seems that Mark is correct. <laughs> he is correct. Also, Mark's brother died of a 
suicide, quote, air unquote, quotes, air yeah. quotes, uh, but he believes that it was Freddie who did it. Yep. And then we get mental asylum jokes. We're being really understanding of the mentally ill people that Yet go to again, this place. again, in the early 2000s, our approach to mental health was, you're all cuckoo bananas and you must run around like idiots, or you're like so slogged out that you can't like hold your head up straight. It's That's all very part. accurate portrayals of mental illness. Neither one of your hosts right now suffer from mental illness issues and uh, are able to function. Well, you know? we... Also, uh, it should be clear that, like, the point is that Jason Ritter and Mark aren't fucked up. Oh. We gotta get out of here. We're normal, but these guys are bonkers. Yeah. Um, and they, they stage an escape. Yes. Whatever. It's not important. Uh, they get out of the mental <laughs> asylum. Uh, Lori's it dad. It's really easy to get out of this mental asylum. And part of me wants to be like, why didn't you try this four years ago when you were like, that's the thing. They've been in there for four years. That's right. And I'm just like. Why didn't you try the this? The plotline requires there to be a time All right, period. well, you know. Uh, a time to elapse, rather. Got it. Uh, Lori's dad, who is playing surrogate Nancy's mom in this, yes. is trying to roofie her OJ, uh, but she's in a dream, but she's not in a dream. And yeah, they get together at school. Lori goes back to school, where the rumor is that uh, Blake columbine yeesh, yeesh. Uh, the people who died and then killed himself but the teens know that didn't happen the little scooby gang yeah and they're freaking out because now blake is dead yes uh the school jew aka linderman linderman yeah. uh tries to play nice guy because he wants to fuck Lori. yep right uh and he doesn't pull that off and then we have frat i called them frat jane silent bob <laughs> but it's more i would say it's more uh frat like jay and then the guy the sh stout guy who later on drinks the best thing on earth yeah um he kind of reminded me of like a discount jack black yeah he's like so in the early 2000s there was like a, a competition going on amongst all like kind of short fat guys on who could be the funniest because chris farley's dead at this point That's so true. like some the new throne short is empty the throne is empty so if you were like a short fat guy in the early 2000s you were just trying to be the next chris farley that's right. all this is but yeah this guy's definitely like doing like hard jack black vibes anyway the two of these rubes are holding a fucking cornfield rave pretty oh, cool i would go to this rave mm -hmm. okay like i love going to raves that's like a fun fyi for everyone is like i go to raves i don't think kids call them raves but i call them raves because i don't know what the fuck else you're supposed to call them and they are so much fun i love raves okay mm. i would go to a rave in a cornfield and drink everclear yeah me too um it'd be a lot of fun Lori's you'd be eaten alive by bugs but and Lori goes off on a rant about the freddy dream she had and about the lullaby and then because jason ritter and mark i i you know there's no police in this movie pretty much no and, and you can go anywhere you want without question they appear at the school and are essentially uh telling her well Mark essentially tells her, yeah, Fred, that's Freddy. Freddy's real. Yeah. How is it possible that you experienced the same thing that I experienced yeah. or that my brother experienced? Whatever. Um, and then we get some info dump on Freddy lore, right? Ooh. Uh, Jason, Jason Ritter's there. And so Lori's like, swoon. And she actually swoons into a faint. Yeah. Like a 1950s broad. Well, yeah, that's what happens, ladies. Um, and then Bob Shea shows up because he's the principal. Yeah, Bob Shea. he's like, I'm the principal. What's happening I made here? you stop the movie because I was like, hey, is that Bob Shea? And aren't you proud that you date a woman? that saw uh bob shea on tv for like a half a second was like hey is that bob I'm shea i'm so proud of you honey you know who, who, who else is going to give this kind of knowledge huh kelly rowland at the nurse's office because Lori fainted uh is reading a hellraiser magazine it starts out being like a beauty magazine it's, yeah it's and just then like then a cosmo. all of these uh cosmetic surgeries and then 
operations that aren't cosmetic surgeries. They're just clearly like open body surgeries. And we, Jace, sorry, Jason, Freddie pops out of the magazine and yeah. says, got your nose. Well, because earlier in the movie, she's like, oh, I want a I? nose she's job. She's like, should yeah. I get a nose job? So Freddie pops out and like plucks off her nose in the, the CGI worst CGI. Bad. Oh my God. And I should also be clear. This is what, like from a nerd standpoint, this is the problem with this movie too. It's when Freddie did things to you in the dreams, they would be permanent. Yeah. That was the bit. But that doesn't happen here. No. And they are playing real fast and loose with what Freddie can and can't do. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't really follow, like the like the movies that came before it like it doesn't follow timelines it doesn't follow powers and like rules there's and stuff not a like lot that. of consistency it's because kind of, i feel like it almost feels like somebody's idea of these characters if you've never seen the movies but through osmosis you're like oh i know what these characters do right i have like a more a creatively bankrupt view which is that the writers were like they don't care they're just happy that these two are in front of them oh yeah definitely you that's know what part I mean? of it like, well i think it's don't like, think about it it's you part get to of see that, these two beat the shit also, out of each other. it feels like People that made these movies were probably not fans of these movies. They like knew them from growing up, but they weren't like diehard kids who were like, oh yeah, I love Freddy. I love Jason. I know the lore. I know all the ins and outs and let me make this movie. Right. Well, Jason Ritter and Mark evaded the police at the at the school, and then I guess they just stroll into the library yep. where they do microfiche research. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then it turns out all Living the records dream. of kids who died died were scrubbed like uh, yeah they're like blacked they ain't out. got no time just like just like mark uh mark's brother's suicide has been eliminated from the records wow dude and mark's like this can't be a coincidence why i didn't know republicans deaths? controlled all the newspapers up there yeah that's right no if you read ramona and Beezus, you'll like drag shows or something like that i think um, that's how that works but come to our church where we have molestation so we get the plot line of the movie again which is Mark theorizes that Springwood essentially took Freddie out of people's minds to stop him, yeah. right? And that the Hypnosil and Weston Hills help facilitate this. Uh, and then I think something like Jason Ritter's like, we shouldn't be jumping to these conclusions. And Mark goes, you believe that mental health psychobabble bullshit? Yes, it's all bullshit. Didn't you know? Uh, also, I think they drove there in a really cool Frazetta van. They had a dope ass head so like i think it's supposed to be like there's like a throwaway line that it's mark's older brother's van yeah i guess he and was, that's like, where he got it head or some and i shit. guess like that's like a throwback to like the original movies is like you know your 80s style van and stuff like that because sure. like kids in that like in the early 2000s wouldn't drive it nobody like drove that. sick ass fucking no 70s everybody vans. drove like a nice honda civic four-door with like you know like fucking crank windows bring back vanning and to those of you who van, I salute you. Oh, man, I really want a van. I think that'd be so cool. But that shit costs so much fucking money. But Mark also pretty much realizes that he fucked up because by yelling about Freddy, he spread he's it. reintroducing Freddy into the environment. Well, I think that's like the kind of interesting idea here is like, so the town of Springwood basically eliminated Freddy by making everybody forget about him. And that's like an interesting idea because that's thought up in like other parts of society is like, if you don't name something, if you don't give it attention or- Don't do it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man. Uh, yes uh it's that it removes power from things if you forget about them and i think that that's like true in certain senses like if you don't think about something and you don't talk about it and you don't like bring that energy to it then like it does die just think about people like if you always talk about people and legends and stuff like that they never die right. but like if you and, forget and about you, somebody then you know, you know that goes the away best version of a newer Freddy movie at this time would have this conceit. Yeah. Right? The idea that belief 
and fostering that and creating urban legend. Yeah. See our first episode is key to creating something like alive, you know? Um, Ooh, this reminds me. I remember when I was young, I'm going to ask you, did anybody like any older kids ever like tease you and be like, oh, Freddy Krueger lives next door or like in like a weird house? No, but I had a Bloody Mary thing. Oh, okay. Uh, the Bloody Mary thing came up and so did the Candyman thing. See, my cousin Michelle, she lived uh, like, kind of like over in like Ewing and Hamilton area or whatever. And she was older than me. She was probably like at least six to eight years older than me. So when I was like little, she was like, oh, Freddy Krueger lives in that house. She's like, you have to walk by that house or you're not allowed back in our house. It's like a swimming. Myers house bit, right? Yeah, that's like yeah. what it was. And they're like, Freddy Krueger lives in that house. And like, I was like that's four awesome. or five. So I was like, shit scared. <laughs> I'm shit scared, Janet. Freddy Krueger. Um, and they're like, you have to walk by that house. And if you don't, you're not allowed back inside. It was like really Kids fucked up. And I'm shit. 35 now. This was like 30 years ago. And I'm st- awesome. still traumatized. Um, but yeah, that's the <laughs> ultimate idea would be. It's Freddy Krueger, dude. A modern Freddy Krueger concept where you'd have most like half of the movie would essentially be kids trying to figure out this conspiracy theory of why all these records have been scrubbed all this information has been eliminated from the past because that happens all the time historically and then finding out that it is this demon essentially um but handling that appropriately needs the right writers and the yeah right this directors. was definitely not that smart and uh, we weren't and looking this is, to yeah, be this, this smart. is definitely not that movie well also like in the early 2000s we weren't looking for smart in horror you know what i mean like the a24 ari aster stuff did not like it was nowhere in and sight even then, some of that a24 stuff is, is yeah in and but of like, itself like what i'm saying is like shit. nobody would even think to go in that direction no, no, with no. horror this was not an era for something like that no no the closest you get stuff like um Session nine, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, but even then, that's a really low budget movie. Uh, smash cut. It's time to butter yourself up, baby. And you got to watch out for he who walks between the rows because it's cornrow. Cornrow, cornrow. Dun, 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 dun. Jesse, insert rave music here. Outlander, I have your stimulants. Do you remember those sticks that like Raver Kids had? They were called like, I don't remember, but it was like two sticks and devil then sticks. Devil sticks. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I was so bad Hell at those. Yeah. And all I ever wanted was to be good at those. And hacky sack. <laughs> I do have a hacky sack though. It's under this couch. Very good. We, we should learn how to play hacky sack. Uh, Linderman shows up in a moped because he's a nerd. And the bros grab him and they're like, Linderman, now you got to do a beer bong. Which by the way, the fucking mean kids are not going to give you free booze. Yeah, that's like my favorite trope in any kind of like 90s to like 80s to early 2000s. This is like, oh, the mean kids are going to give you their drugs and alcohol to punish you. Because you don't you. want that. And I'm drugs just like, are bad. No one does that. They're just like, ew, no, I'm not sharing with you. <laughs> yeah, also like... In high school, also, like, if you, you didn't have, have a hookup, you had to work hard to get that booze. That's the thing is, like, kids are so lucky now. Do you know how easy it is to get, like, weed? Before, you had to, like, talk to some weird guy that drove a Kia, and not the cool Kias, but the really creepy Kias that, like, were, like, scary, and you're like, I'm going to be murdered from trying to buy drugs. Speaking of Kia, Kelly Rollins' character's named Kia, oh, and yeah. she has been roasting Linderman previously, so She's Linderman a bitch throughout this whole movie, drinks, dude. and he gives her shit, and he's like, you have body dysmorphia, and she's like, that made me fucking wet. 
So she, she goes to dance with him. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we get some youths, random youths, youths, and they're bantering about Freddy. So again, Freddy is spreading guy. like a virus. Yeah. And we get a brief shot of a guy who looks like a rave Billy Idol, right? Yeah. Uh, John Ritter shows up and Lori's Jason. happy to see him. Sorry. Yeah. R.I.P. D. Um, Ginger Snaps is drinking heavily because, because she's her trying boyfriend to forget was just smushed. about her smush boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she sees Tim in a body bag. Like Tina Trey. in the school. Sorry. Yeah, Trey. Um, but she sees Trey in the body bag. Yeah. And Trey is exactly looking like Tina in the yeah. body bag in the classroom scene. Uh, and she follows him to like these two giant green silos. Yeah. It, it's uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to get into how a green silo operates and that it's not a, a barn, but. Dr. Ben, please tell us more about green silos. When they go inside, it's now the boiler room. When they go in silo. Uh, Freddy stalks her, and Silence. we get, uh, and again, we get a throwback to Nightmare 1 yeah. with the fa- face coming out of the wall, but it's coming through metal. It's, eh, it's it doesn't work as well, looking, yeah, though. it's not very good. Um, <laughs> and he tries to kill her. There's kind of a funny scene where Ginger Snaps loses her balance and oh falls. Oh my god, she falls on those fucking lockers! And it's she kind falls of fucking on hilarious. these lockers and eats shit, and Freddy didn't force her to do it, and he's kind of like, oh. oh. Which is a cute moment. Uh, but few and far between self-aware moments in this movie. Uh, and she hides in a locker, mm-hmm. which again, there's a scene right before this where she looks in one direction and there's Freddy and she's like, ah, no. And she goes to run in the other direction and Freddy's there too. So with the knowledge in this dream that you have a monster that can bend the laws of physics, why would you hide in a locker? Yeah. I don't understand. Like. There's another thing about this movie. A lot of this movie feels like scenes that people directed, if that makes sense. Like, you watch it and she's like, oh, I'm outside the locker. I hide in the locker. Okay, now it's time for me to peer outside of the locker. And it it just, like, it feels very, like, scripted, which obviously this is not a very good movie. But, like, watching it now as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is such a dumb movie. Why would she even peer her head out for, like, any fucking reason? Well, like, it makes no sense. Freddy is about to gutter like a fish. But then... Uh, Jason saves her from rape because he comes upon oh, her yeah. about to be mounted by Rave Billy Idol. Yeah, in real life, she's passed out in a cornfield because she drank herself to like a stupor. Yeah. And then the guy that looked like Rave Billy Idol is like on top of her and is like kissing her and about to fucking molest a rape her. Right. And then Jason comes up in real life and fucking. He has like a, a huge fence pole. Yeah. And he stabs through both of them and then frobugas them. This is the first Looney Tunes type CGI cartoon people flying yes. through the air, but not the last. Not the last. Uh and then Freddy's mad because Jason basically took his kill away, but d- again, in the later Freddy movies when he kills the kids, their faces are in his little yeah, soul his tummy, little right? Tum-tums. But at the same time, the beginning of this movie tells us that he just needs them to believe. So does he need to kill them? I think it's like he I don't think needs the movie them cares. to believe and then he needs them to like die by his hand to become even more powerful. Yeah, right, but nobody ever I'm elaborates this on movie that. A lot of you know, like all it would take would be one additional line of him going like, I needed them to fear me and I needed their souls. You know, that's it. And just yeah, I show, don't think anybody was just soul, thinking that show hard. The soul chest. When they when they made this movie with the You think pot, they're playing a little fast and loose with this? With this pot slug, uh, I think it might We're be not at the pot slug, yeah. That's my favorite part. Uh <laughs> now the scene where the derpy bros 
uh, dad's head falls off is my second favorite scene. We then cut to the, oh, my favorite my God, scene, yes. which is where we have um, a, an unnamed bro in a letter jacket and fake Jack Black. And they're smoking a massive joint, yes. like a little baby arm, like a little uh, Pete Steele arm. And um, they're drinking a pitcher of what he says is Everclear. Oh, my God. And Could you imagine drinking a pitcher no. of Everclear? Like, we're not talking like, oh, kind of like smart. It's like open pitcher from like old like back in the day like pizza hut or a diner somebody like refilling your those, coke those plastic pitchers, Do you remember? Yeah. yeah well i used to drink everclear i drank it through a lot of college i, well, didn't drink I drank it through freshman year of college and i'm not talking I about listen to everclear <laughs> i listened to <laughs> the look you are giving me right i'm now. sorry my brain like literally neurons stopped firing because i was so angry at that joke <sighs> Whatever. and uh I drank Everclear, and I drank, like, I would buy, like, a pint. I'm not talking about jungle juice. And yeah. that shit fucking hurt. And eventually I stopped because my chest started hurting. Huh, Whatever. No big deal. Uh, but, you, yeah, you don't drink that out of the I had many friends who were, like, half dead in a field drinking Everclear. Like, it's not a joke. <laughs> well, a, a lot of people are about to be half dead in a field. Because Jason yeah, walks up to the one bro dude, and the two bros are like, What's up, Jethro? Why don't you fuck up? Yeah, this part like is very dumb because he doesn't even look like a hick. He looks like a, a madman. Man. He looks like a monster madman. And like his face, uh, you can't see obviously because he's got his typical mask on, but his head is all like deformed and like crinkly and, and like he's got weird a bunch of pep hair sticking yeah, out. Yeah, it's uh, very so Jason crazy. takes letter, uh, Letterman jacket guy and he snaps his head all around. Oh, and that then was Jack good. Black throws the Everclear on him and lights him on fire with a tiki torch. Uh, but by doing that, he just makes a flaming Jason, which would be a great cocktail. Ooh, somebody come up with that. And now he becomes a flaming death machine, and he machete throws, uh, or he, he machete throws. Yeah, he machete throws, throws. his machete through the cornfield at, like, breakneck speed. I don't know whether Donnie Yen, I didn't look this up, so I don't know if Donnie Yen is part of, like, the Hong Kong action scene, yeah. but some stuff in this moves like it's in a Hong Kong action movie, like... Whenever Jason throws his machete, it moves in a perfect line, like a well, bullet Well, that's being another shot. thing. This movie is shot very oddly. There's, like, a lot of slow-mo scenes, but, like, fast slow-mo, if that makes sense. They do a kind of, like, stuttering thing with the camera. Yeah. Where they will have, like, segmented shots in slow motion. It's, it's shot differently. I won't say it's good, but it is different than, like, what was coming out at this time and what you've seen previously. It's not good, but it's just, yeah. Well, the machete comes through uh, Jack Black's chest, not Jack Black, and Aldi Jack Black dies, and then we get t Jason showing up. He's chopping everybody. We get some pretty cool squibs here. Yeah. He hits uh, a keg, and the beer puts him out, which is kind of funny, yeah. I guess. Uh, and all of the teens who we care about flee in their Frazetta van. They also discover that Ginger Snaps die and they're sad about that even though her body should have been thrown to like albuquerque by this yeah point. right like um john gib, Ritter, not gib r.i.p to gib gib r.i.p gib what is her they real list name her as gib that's like the thing i if you go on imdb <laughs> her name is gabrielle but we call her gib well that's the thing is like i don't think she even has like a real full name let me see hold on da 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 so they're all gonna yeah they just live stir as gib that's that's her name gib all right g-i-b-b sure. sure yeah sure totally. we don't know if it's like short for gabby or gibbers or whatever gorbert gorby gibbonzos gibbonzos gabapos gaboombios you know who knows ben gibbard um <laughs> jason ritter reveals to Lori that he believes 
that her dad killed her mom. Yeah, and that's why he got and locked up in a cuckoo Lori's asylum. dad shows up and he's like, don't, don't be around this crazy guy. And Lori screams a lot. She has a good scream. She has a really good scream. It's kind of a shame this girl is never anything else because I don't think she's terrible in this movie. I don't think she's, she's great. She's not great, but she's not terrible. But she just never had a career. And she runs into the house uh, to escape her father, at leaving behind um, Ritter. And her dad reveals that he does work at Weston Hills. Yeah. So he is responsible in part for keeping Ritter there. Yeah. And then he offers her free drugs. Everyone's just giving out drugs and booze in this movie. Yeah. They're just like, you want drugs? You want booze? You want drugs? You want booze? But she and doesn't I'm like, want drugs. She wants the booze. truth. Whoa. Right. And so Lori and Ritter head to Mark's house. Mac. But if you saw the first... Nightmare on Elm Street. Remember the scene where Rod is in the jail cell yes. and he gets hung and they're looking through the bars and they can't stop him? Yep. Well, it's the same scene, but Mark walks into the bathroom in a pseudo homage to part three where mm. she walks in and the the um, the faucet uh, taps pop out yeah. and they grab her. But this time, it's like Mark's brother, who's the bully from Christmas Story, yes. pops out of a bloody Scott bathtub. Farkas. And his blood pours out onto the ground, and then yeah. his blood has like little monster tendrils yep. that go into his feet. Yep. And then Freddy threatens him, and he's like, "You gotta send a message, bitch." And <laughs> uh, why are you laughing at me? This is how he talks. No, I'm thinking about his message when when we get there. Oh yeah. And Mark's like, "I'm not gonna spread your message. I'm a brave little guy." And he's like, "You're you're not that brave." And he's like, "I'm not brave with strong help." Oh. And he rips open the back of his shirt. And they have gay sex. Yeah, they do. Uh, no, they don't. There is no homage to Nightmare 2. Um, <laughs> he rips open his shirt and burns him with and the what words, And what does he write? What does he write on? Freddy's back. But it's on his back. Get and it? he writes, and he writes Freddy's back. Do you fucking get it? Actually, I, I did chuckle at that. Because I am a simpleton. Oh, yeah. And there's a scene in the middle of this dream sequence where Mark looks down and there's a snake at, the, the fo- at his feet. Because that scene with Tina where she's in the body bag and you see the snake. Uh, also, you know, again, they can't reach him because of the bars. Yep. So there's like banging remember on his Nightmare windows. Remember Nightmare One. Yeah, okay? whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Lachlan Monroe is talking to the police chief and the police chief is like, exists to essentially be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Be quiet. Uh, and he tells him that he believes there's a copycat of the old Crystal Lake killer. Oh, shit. There's only one copycat of the Crystal Lake killer. Roy, 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 Roy. Roy. Roy Rogers? I Roy Rogers Roy. was the Crystal Lake Killer? That's right. Do you um, remember Roy Rogers, though? That was so good. I, I remember having crippling diarrhea from Roy Rogers. I remember their french fries, like, instead of, like, a regular, like, french fry holder, it looked like a little gun holster because it was, like, Western-themed or whatever. Right. And I thought that was so cool. Well, the chief is like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not that Monster Man. It's another Monster Man. But I'm not going to tell you which Monster Man that is. So Lachlan Monroe, realizing the police aren't going to help him, even though he's part of the police, goes to hang out with the teens in the cool basement. Much like normal cops. Right. Uh, the police are your friend. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, where Lachlan Monroe info dumps the Jason info. Yes. Again. How does he know about this? There's not he even did like research. The, uh, I wish there was like a throwaway line. He's like, "When I lived in New Jersey, you know what I mean." Like, I don't even think that we ever established that the New Jersey. That yeah, they're in no, it's like very ambiguous. Later on, when they take their road trip from Springwood to Crystal Lake, that would make quite a distance. Yeah, if you're going from like Ohio to Jersey, like yeah, no, that for be, a moment be like an eight-hour trip at minimum. Uh, yeah, so. The characters then tell us the plot of the movie again. Huh. Tell me the plot of the movie They're, again. 
I was giving it handy. I, they, I wasn't paying attention. They were. They, basically, all the characters stipulate the same idea that uh, Freddy is using Jason, but then Jason went off the chain. And oh, here's I get where it. We Jason get, off the chain. I get it. We get the line. Freddy died by fire. Jason by water. How can we use that? I think the line delivery here is perfect. She should have won an Oscar, an Emmy, uh, a daytime soap award, everything. This is just perfect delivery. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's like so stunted. She's like, Jason by water, Freddy by fire. How we use these things to our advantage. <laughs> How do I reach these keys? Uh, Lori does the Dream Warriors thing because she falls asleep. Yeah. And Freddy tries to molest her and she rips his ear off. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's a cool little ear prop. And his they ear have. falls and turns into a bunch of maggots. Ugh. Um, that was goofy. And they're not. And then I think Kelly Rowland or something says, like, we aren't safe, asleep, or awake. Looking at camera, looking at camera, beat, beat, beat. Uh, I think the most offensive thing in this movie is not Kelly uh, Rowland's dialogue and her use of the F word at the end, but is those fucking chunky red highlights in her hair. <gasps> Good gravy, baby. This hair is... It's like eesh. staring into, like, a time warp. I know. Um... At the Weston Hills Evil Comp Sci Lab, yes. that's what it looks like. It's, it's like so 1970s funny. computers. It's like, look at all the beep boops and blop blops yeah. and lights. Uh, and I guess this is where they have kept all the kids who had significant nightmares in an induced coma yeah. using overdose no, of hypnocell. No, I think they overdosed on hypnocell and then they went into coma, so they just kept them there. Sure. I don't know. Um, I don't know that it really matters. But by the way, so we have our gang now. So we have Linderman. Yes. We have Kelly Rowland. Yes. We have Jason Ritter. Gib. We, oh, sorry. Gib's, Gib's dead. dead. We have Lori. R.I.P. Don't you fucking say Gib's name in vain. We have Jason Ritter. We have Lori. And we have Lachlan Monroe. Yeah. And we have not Jay from James Yeah, Bob. For kid. some reason, he's hanging out with them. Yeah, now. I don't know. That he wasn't just, before. He just kind of showed up. And but I the think movie needed a stoner. They needed a stoner and a body count. So. And they are all trying to sneak in because they're stealing Hypnosil because they're going to take it to stop having dreams and thus stop Freddy. I mean, good plan. Right? But... But uh, first, Jay is waylaid because he needs to smoke weed because of its addictive properties. And Jason has followed them for, there for reasons. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, we find out essentially that the people who are in a medically induced coma from Hypnosil are in that coma because of Lori's dad. <gasps> He's an evil doctor. Uh, I thought we would have figured this out a while ago, but apparently in the movie is like, no, no, this is when you figured it out. And I was like, oh, I thought I figured He's it evil, out a while and ago. And he peddles pills to make people feel better. And I don't trust him. Oh, he's big pharma. That's correct. Uh, and then Jay, not Jay, is is smoking a, a fatty, a doobie, and he sees. Here we go. Oh my god, the, the door best pops part. Open. The best part. Everyone, stop and go watch this movie for just this fucking part. It is my fucking. And in favorite. walks, walks. Uh, yeah, he, he kind of like walks in there, right? He kind of waddles. It's, yeah, it struts. In walks his little stuff. Uh, 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 ooh, the CGI. A CGI Freddy Caterpillar. You you can't even tell it's CGI, though. It it, it, looks, it looks seamless. Seamless. Um, Which pulls out a giant hookah. It reminds is, me of, this like... This ain't your dad's giant Freddy worm from Dream Warriors. It reminds me of, like, a screensaver that you'd have in, like, 1998 on your computer. You know it's, what I mean? Out- or, like, it should be on a pog or no, something. No, no. It would be on a pog, 100%. It would be on a pog. But also, it would be a screensaver that, like, 
the kid who shoots kids with BB guns at parties would have. Oh, yeah. That he programmed himself. Oh, yeah. And he'd have like one of those like jokers coming out of a box, but there's like, you know, like twisted. Yeah, it's like twisted. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, this is essentially the Dream Warriors worm, but removed of any sort of prowess of that effect. It's seamless. Uh, So it starts smoking a hookah with him for reasons unknown. You ever smoke a hookah? Yeah. Remember that was like big in high school yeah. and stuff? And like all of our friends too. would like go to hookah bars. I had a hookah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it blows smoke into his face, which I guess stuns him. Yeah. But then it fall, it jumps into his mouth, yeah. essentially, right? It's it, gross. it crawls down his mouth. It's gross. And it's one of those things where there's a lot of CGI in this, but they were like, this looks terrible, so speed it up really fast yeah. so you can't see it, which almost makes it look works, worse at times. Yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's awesome. <laughs> so it goes inside, not Jay, and thus makes, possesses him, right? Yeah. He's possessed by Freddy. Freddy! Um, which I guess is, is this a reference to? I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, and controlling him. Uh, Jay then throws away all the hypnosil. <gasps> no, bro, but they need the hypnosil. Jason shows up and he gets electrocuted, so he's getting gaggedy gaggedy. But he grabs Lachlan Monroe, so now they're both getting gaggedy gaggedy. Yeah. And Lachlan Monroe dies because, unlike Jason, he only has one gaggedy gaggedy in him. Don't you feel like Lachlan Monroe like showed up and was like murdered? almost like in the same scene I mean, he, he lasts like, gets, a lot longer than uh dracula 2000 yeah but i feel like he's like oh he's there you know you think he's gonna be like you know like nancy's dad character kind of thing you know he's gonna be your john saxton and no. he just like shows up and then he's just dead right <laughs> literally i mean and he dies kind of like that. very like in a wishy-washy way there's like oh yeah he got electrocuted kind of whatever in, bye <laughs> in these movies of these separate franchises you needed to have a figure to to anchor. to anchor the the plot line to so even like Friday the Thirteenth New Blood you have fake Carrie yeah you know in Nightmare on Elm Street one you have Nancy and the goal is you have to have somebody come up against this monster right yeah. but in this the focus is so much on let's get to the third act so these two can beat the shit out of each other it really does nothing else feel matter. like the first two acts of this movie are just like ah we're fucking here to make this movie work so just don't pay too hard attention bye and the movie feels that way yes the movie it def- feels like feels it's like pushing itself to mm-hmm. that third act it's like shut up who cares just wait it's gonna happen you know it's um, like when you're a little kid and you're like i don't fucking care about appetizers or main meals i'm here for the fucking dessert baby give me that clown little ice cream guy with the little m&m eyes and the cone head i would be friendlies. waiting for the uh the fried ice cream from chi chi's oh well we were poor we went to friendly's <laughs> we didn't Chi-Chi's go to chi wasn't exactly high couture um, mexican explain that to my mother <laughs> Anyway, so now that Jay slash Freddy is possessed, he uh, pulls up two large syringes of undiluted tranquilizers, right? And he's like, let me handle this bitch. And anytime the Freddy voice comes out of anybody that's not Freddy, it's very funny. Yes, it's amazing. And all of his friends hear Jay talk like Freddy and are like, that seems normal to me. It's normal. Uh, But in the process of sedating him, which he does successfully, Jason choppies him in half, which is funny. It's pretty good. Uh, Jason then is passed out right yes and that's what freddie wanted because now he can invade his nightmares Ooh. so first we get jason and freddie in the most red filtered boiler oh room of all gosh. time and they're facing off right where this is sort of like the prelude this yes. is the pre-commies to the this actual the ejaculation yeah this is the edging like where yeah. you, this is a point where when you edge a little bit of juice shoots this out. is where sting is like almost about to come that's right but he's not there yet yeah um and we get them beating each other up for a while. Bing bong, bing and bong, bong, at its bing. core, this is silly. Like uh, these two men pummeling each no. other. 
and <laughs> of course we get in like the worst i forgot what other oh it's in um uh freddy's dead where he's playing the sega game yeah yeah, yeah. this this is a horrible reference to that where he like pinballs jason around the room so this scene this scene stands out in my mind so much and i don't know why because it's like the worst part but it's like bing bong bing bong 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 bing bong 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 and it's like it's insulting how bad this part is, but also the CGI is insulting. I love the, it. There's like a boiler or like a vat that he drops on him that looks so fucking fake and weightless when it falls no, no, on no, him. No, 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 no. But essentially, Freddy's like dishing it out, and he's like, "How do I beat the fuck out of this like huge dude?" Well, he ruptures some pipes, and then we go from red filter to blue filter. Whoa. Oh no, actually, it turns green. Sorry. Uh, and I guess water is really scary to Jason. Uh, I thought he lived in the water. As the teens shut up. As the teens predicted. I thought he like lived in the water. And, even like, though he has popped out of the water several times as stingers, he was underwater for like at least two movies. He is constantly all slick from being covered in water. No, I think he's afraid of the water. And essentially because the water like starts pouring all over, Jason falls into the fetal position and turns back into like child oh. Lenny from Of Mice and Men Aww, kid Jason. Oh, you feel bad for him though. Yeah. Poor little Jason. Uh, and this like sympathizing with Jason Voorhees bit is so fucking dumb. <laughs> so Jason's unconscious. Yes. And the teens in their brilliance are like, we're going to like, We're going to rape him and infect him with our babies and then he'll give birth to a child and he'll know the love of a mother because he'll have his own child and then he'll stop killing people, right? I mean, that's what America should do. Yeah. To Jason Voorhees. Yes. Because he's a heathen. <laughs> um, they decide to take Jason back to Crystal Lake, which again, if Springwood is Ohio, is Ohio and Crystal Lake is New Jersey. It's definitely Jersey, yeah. That's a trek. It's like eight hours. It, at least. At least. And I guess like this And movie, these kids have like not slept. By yeah. The and also they're children and there's no GPS. So I'd really love to know how you got there. But all right. But the logic that they are employing here is that if they bring him back and Lori pulls Freddy out via Dream Warriors powers, then Jason will already be at his home. So he will stop harassing them. But the thing is, Jason isn't particularly in a rush to leave no. Springwood. He just feels like he meanders wherever. And- it is just by plot contrivance that he follows them to the mental hospital. Yeah. Freddie didn't want that to happen. No. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, just don't think too hard about this. Yeah, movie. I guess it's not Citizen Kane. Uh, is it not? Lori is goes it Citizen Jason? into the dream world. Yes. She uses her dream warrior's powers, but she's going into Jason's dream at the same time as Freddie is. <gasps> Bro. So we see the moment of Jason's death because the counselors are too busy fucking. Fucking. And we, one of the counselors is Freddie and he's like, I can't get off with this dead bitch or something like yeah. that. Uh, some necrophilia joke. Um, necrophilia is hilarious. Yeah. And then Jason starts drowning. Yes. Right. And, uh, Essentially, what happens is that Lori pulls him out of that dream. Yes. But in the middle of drowning, he's dying in real life. Yes. Because in this moment, the damage that Freddie does is real. But yes. in the Kelly Rowland moment, it wasn't real. Exactly. Got it. So, so Kelly Rowland has to resuscitate Jason. Oh. And she eh. tries to. Would you kiss Jason? Yes. Ew. How much money? No money. Well, no. Okay, but like in her How situation. How many Cadbury eggs? Two. Make it five. Five. Yes. All right. Uh, Good to know you have a limit. And yeah, so she's trying to kiss him. She starts to pull the mask up, and you see his always moist mouth, his sick, sick Ew, moist mouth. Ew, he probably has like weird scars. 
squishy like lips and like his tongue is probably like a little slimy sluggy. Ew. Got it. Sarah is not an ally of handicapped people. Uh, <laughs> but in the middle of taking... I'm glad that's what you got from that. <laughs> in the middle of taking off the mask, he wakes up. Yep. Because he can't take his mask off, right? Yeah, because he's and like, you know, that's stage fright. Right. And he wakes up and like throws people around the yep, van yes. and we get their CGI bodies Looney Tune out of the window. It's pretty great. So because he wakes up, he disappears from the dream where he's drowning at the Crystal Lake yes. dock and it's just Lori and Freddo and Freddy jumps out of the water. Yeah. And it's like really cartoonish. Like no, he's like, a, it's like a super Mario jump. It's great. It's and awesome. This is the only other scene where he has like the demon makeup. Yes. Where he's, close to being like new nightmare mm-hmm. freddy where he has like spiky elf ears yeah and the chompy teeth it's like pretty interesting i liked this makeup i thought it was like really I creepy cool. and demonic but it's only like like we said like one or two it's scenes, also so dangerously like- close to that one guy who was like in new metal band or something you ever see that video where he's like wearing a devil mask it's not good mudvane no, it's oh. it's not a band that from our time. It's oh. it's a newer band. Oh, ew. Yeah, no, indeed. I don't want new new metal. Please, God, no. Uh-huh. Tell that to the children. My brain is fully formed. I don't need this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so trapped in her dreams now, Lori sees. For some reason, Freddie's like, "Yeah, here's I'm going to show you what really happened." How does this behoove him? I uh, did. Who cares? Anyway, it doesn't matter because the plot needs this to happen. Literally, this whole movie is what, and you're like, eh, "Don't don't worry about it. Just it's right. fine." Uh, she gets to see that no, it wasn't her dad that killed her mom. It was Freddie who killed her mom, <gasps> no. and that her dad was trying to stop an invisible killer. No, much like Rod tries to stop Freddie from killing Tina. Yeah, Tina. Not that Tina. I know, but I'm saying. And then they all get thrown from the bus, right? So Lori escapes from the dream. Also, escape, escape, because I forgot what happens. Like. She burns her arm or something. Oh, she like hits that. her arm because like there's like fire and she ends up getting like burned awake. That's right. She burns her arm somehow, so she escapes being killed by Freddy at the last minute. Yeah. Now they are at Crystal Lake. Yes. Which I guess they're still calling Crystal Lake. Well, I think they called it like Crystal Resorts on the lake or something. There's like a throwaway yeah. little sign in the background, like one of those like construction and they're signs. Building of, like, new resorts. It's like welcome to Even um, though this whole place should be raised to the ground after the events of the other Friday the 13th I mean, films. yes. <laughs> Because there are multiple movies now where they've tried to like renovate or reinvigorate the camp business or build cabins. And every time that little scamp shows up and kills people. Yes. Little Um, scamp who smashes children into trees and sleeping bags. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So Jason, yeah, he follows them from the crash site to the abandoned cabin where they're hanging out. And he bursts through the cabin and he starts wrecking their shit. He backhands Kelly Rollins so hard. She should be jelly. She should be jelly. Um, and right, right. Okay. Th- th- I got confused because there's just a bunch of shit happening at this moment. Well, that's so like, yet again with the theme of all these 2000s movies is nothing is really laid out very well. It jumps around a lot, especially with this movie. You have real life, you have dream sequences, but then you have dream sequences within other people's dream sequences and like reality going on while people are in dream sequences. So there's a lot of jumble, especially towards this last act. I want every sequence to, to be, be a, a dream, dream sequence. sequence. Yeah, they watched a lot of Giallo and they're like, but what if everything was just a dream sequence? Well, they watched a lot of Italian horror directors. Yeah. Um, I forgot about this. So the reason why she wakes up is she's being carried by Jason Ritter, I think. And they bring her into the cabin. They put her down. And then Jason comes in and starts wrecking house and he starts a fire. Yes. And then Lori burns her arm on the fire. And it wakes her up. Because 
there's a scene where Freddy essentially implies that he's going to finger blaster with his knife fingers. Hey, cool. That sounds like... Edgy, right? Edgy. Yeah. Um, sounds like a sharp time. But like ah. the teens try to fight off Freddy, right? So you get... Uh, Kelly Rowland gets turned into jelly, but she Jello. lives. Uh, Linderman tries to stab oof, him with an American flag. Oof, oof, and oof, oof, Jason... Oof. Uh, backhands him he flies against some bracketing that goes into he his flies guts. into like that l bracket and it gets him like in the side like homeboy would be so fucking dead immediately it basically impales him because it's like but he's a full cast of jelly iron, also. he's mostly like full l bracket that's like mama, he's got tetanus for sure yeah well luckily everybody's everybody's full of gushers yeah everybody's full of know? gooeys um Anyway, Lori... It's like when you get a Pop-Tart and you toast it and then you bite into it and just like goose out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Are you yeah. thinking of a toaster strudel? No, I'm thinking about Pop-Tarts. A regular Pop-Tart? Yeah, you get like regular Pop-Tart. I feel like they're more toaster strudel filled people. I was never a toaster strudel gal. Uh, it was a real hit or miss. Well, also, it really one. sucked when the middle wouldn't heat all the way through. Oh. I know. But anyway, um, Lori's able to pull Jason out of the dream world into the real world and Jason gets a, an umbuga's eyes because he realizes he has to fight this giant handicapped man now. Yeah. And now it's the moment you've been waiting for because we get some junk, 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 and we get these two grown uh, men pummeling Jesse, each other. Jesse, insert more cool, awesome new metal music right here. Yeah, so these two two monsters start to really beat the fuck out of each other. It's bordering. Is it, would on, you say Freddy versus Jason at this time? I'd say so. Yeah, we're is here. This, it's are we, happening right are we now. Finally, at the movie, we're, we're here the movie that we is paid for forty five minutes in the ago. last maybe fifteen minutes of this yeah. film. Actually, I will say this movie does move at a clip, and it's only what like a buck thirty eight, I think, or something like that. Everything was also very it moves stupid, so quickly, so you don't have to really think about it. I did appreciate that for this movie. Like, I was pretty tired last night when we were watching this, and I've seen it like a thousand times. But I was like, oh, it's only like an hour and a half. It's it moves so quick. So yeah, now a a child diddler with a knife hands have to has to fight uh, like a uh, a fucking NFL handicapped guy with a knife. Gronkowski with bad skin. <laughs> yeah, and now they're beating the shit out of each other, and it's like. Three Stooges-esque shit. He takes Freddy. He, like, runs him through all the windows. Yep. That part I liked. I did like that part. Uh, Freddy's doing, like, a lot of, like, martial arts shit. Yeah. Uh, we get a romantic moment between uh, Linderman the Jew and Kelly Rowland. Yeah, because she's nice like, to him, finally. He's like, I still didn't get laid. And then all the jelly comes out of his body. Well, she's like, oh, I'm not going to leave you. He's like, no, you have to get away. Like, yada, yada, yada. And, like, he knows he's about to die. And he dies, like. Yeah. A half a second Thank later. Thank God that arc got resolved. Yeah, but still, like, you knew. But now I, Kelly Rowland is mad. Oh, she's pissed. And she calls Freddy gay slurs. Yeah. And then he makes the dark meat joke. He's like, oh, how love sweet. Dark, dark meat. meat. Which, good. Uh, very good. Um, and she's like taunting him. Uh, and uh, Freddy's like, starts chuckling because Jason's behind her and then Jason machete punches her. Oh my god. Again, like some real Hong Kong action movie type shit where she flies like a hundred feet into a the, tree. In, in a direct line into a tree and she does. 
does does. Uh, truly Looney Tunes shit. And then we get now, you know, we've only been at a Looney Tunes like six out of ten. Yeah. Now we go to a Looney Tunes ten out of ten. So Freddie is setting off these uh, oxygen tanks. Yeah. These gas tanks that are flying at Jason and bopping him. And then. Pop it. Pull it. Twist it. Twist it, bitch. And then he climbs to the top of this, like, uh, scaffolding kind of thing. Scaffolding foundational area. And he's dropping rebar yeah. on Jason. Oh my God. Rebar is so scary. I think rebar. Oh my God. Because, like, that could actually is it happen. Of, um, Witch trap? Witch board. Witch board? Witch board does have rebar in it. Yeah, because the, the Asian dude dies. He gets crushed more than, like, Yeah, stabbed. but there's also rebar. But. What movie was it? Um, Final Destination. Don't people get rebarred in it? I don't remember. Um, I don't really like those movies. They're entertaining. I saw uh, the first one and I was like, oh, because I love Devin Sawa. But right, then right. like the rest of them, I was We're like, We're going to cover them. I know. And then uh, Freddy thinks he has the upper hand because he's dropping rebar. But there's kind of like a, like a, it's either like a smelting vat or a container of some sort. It looked like almost like a debris, like kind of like garbage, like uh, kind of stuff in yeah. and lower it down it's like a dumpster, and bring it up. Yeah. Whatever. He gets caught on that and he's being dragged. And this is some Wile E. Coyote shit where he's like, oh no, I thought I had the upper hand. Whoa. <laughs> and he's getting thrown thrown around and then jason drew like a tunnel on the side of the building and freddie was like oh that's how i'm gonna escape but it turned out to be just the side of a building and not like a tunnel that yeah. he drew and i think uh oh right at the beginning of the wily e. coyote scene in true wily e. coyote fashion freddie has like a, a cart like a wooden mining type cart that's full of sand that yeah. he's trying to drop on jason and all their tussling uh loosens it because it was jammed and they're struck by it yep. and fly again a hundred feet it's to the dock. This is, okay? I will say, I like this fight sequence. It is incredibly dumb, incredibly lame, but boy, oh boy, it is hilarious. So this is like scene three of cartoon bodies flying through the air. Cause yes. we got the teens thrown from the bus. That's scene two. This is our penultimate. It's a three act play and we get three CGI and boogers. Yes. Or fra boogers rather. Um, now is the big showdown part X. Going um, to a showdown. That's right. Get me super shoulders. Get me super shoulders. Um, they're they're full on beating the fuck out of each other again. <laughs> Jason gets these little fingies cut off. Little fingos. Yeah, so he can't hold his machete, even Aww, though he could probably hold them in so his other bad. hand. Well, maybe he's not like ambidextrous. He is that's, challenged. That's I think true. the one hand was enough of a challenge. Uh, and Fredo has the upper hand. <laughs> literally. And he jams his hand into Jason's eyeballs and mouth. Which is pretty cool. Uh, even though he has eyes later on, it doesn't matter. Let me suck up on these fingies. Uh, but then Jason punches his fingiless fist yeah. into Freddy yep. and rips his arm off like he's a fucking lobster. It's amazing. Like, he's pretty much held together by Slim Jims. I, I believe that's accurate. Uh, and now he they're sort like of like Jim. bound together by their, their damage that they've inflicted on one another. And Lori, did you guys forget about her? She's one what? of the characters. Who? She has been prepping to set the dock on fire. So she sets it aflam. Aflam, babe. Uh, which ignites a bunch of like propane canisters. Yeah. Again, Looney Tunes. Uh, which throws them through the fucking air cartoonishly <laughs> again. <laughs> I love this part. I no critiques. It's it's wonderful. This uh, so it's the only people left now are Jason Ritter and Lori, and they're on this burning dock. And this feels like the ending of like the worst lethal weapon you've ever seen. 
right? Like the burning dock. Because they also jumped underwater when the whole thing exploded yes. to survive. It does feel very action movie at, at this point, yeah. And they crawl onto the dock and they're like, it's all over. But then Freddy emerges, <gasps> right? And he's welding, wielding uh, Jason's machete. Machete. And as he's about to choppy them, he's real mad. Yeah. Jason uses Freddy's claw arm, which he took <gasps> off, to punch Whoa. through. Or... He- Jason. Jason uses Freddy's claw arm to punch through Freddy's chest. Yes. Okay. It's pretty cool. So they've literally, like, turned each other into chunks. Well, because you know that some fucking goon bag and his friends were like, oh, my pet Freddy went. Oh, my pet Jason went. Oh, my pet is going to do this. And, like, they were like, we're going to subvert these expectations. Oh, yeah. We're going to have Freddo grab Jason's machete. And we're going to have Jason grab Freddy's wow. fucking knife hammies. Unbelievable. And that's what's going to happen. Aren't you impressed by how cool and awesome? And we're very smart. We're very good writers. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to watch Under the Silver Globe, but uh, I mean, Freddy vs. Jason, man. Just, you got to watch Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, and then Lori gets a completely unearned welcome to my world, bitch, because bitch. it parallels an earlier scene where Freddy says, welcome to my world, bitch. And she decapitates him with Jason's uh, machete. Machete. Right. Yes. And then Lori and Jason share a knowing glance because they're in love now. Lori and Will. No, no, no. Jason, remember? He's like sinking. Oh, right, right. And he has his eyes again, by the way, for some reason. Shut up, And he's like, sloth, love, chunk. And he sinks to the bottom. And she she drops the uh, machete in with him like it's Excalibur, right? Because he's like, yeah, you know, like the, yeah, something or other. Uh, something, something, Texas Chainsaw 3 Excalibur trailer. Mm-hmm, Fucking mm-hmm, awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to the cold light of the morning, that clear New Jersey water. Yeah, this, okay, sure. New Jersey water is not this clear looking, baby. And Jason emerges <gasps> holding Fredo's head. <gasps> and then Fredo's head wings. And that's Freddy versus Jason. The best movie ever. Um, so how many pictures of a Pizza Hut pictures of Everclear do you give this out of ten? Do you want my unbiased or biased? I or want both? your but like unbiased opinion. Unbiased, I would say it's like a six. Okay. It's entertaining. My biased opinion is a nine out of ten Everclear pictures from a uh, Pizza Hut. So yeah, uh, for me, it is also a six. Uh, like, watching this objectively, criticizing it objectively. It's not unbearable to watch. Like, I wasn't watching and being like, oh my god, I can't get fucking through this. Are you fucking kidding me? One, like we said, it moves at a beat. It's just like, you're going and going and going and going. There's like a good amount of kills in it. There, it's not, you don't go that long of a time without kills and stuff. There's like some pretty good, like, ideas of kills. The CGI fucking blows, but like, what are you going to do about that? Like, it's the 2000s. I think that there's no way... You know, if you're a, a video game fan, you know about the legend of Duke Nukem Forever and how they were going to make Duke Nukem Forever for a very long time. And it became like Perhaps an inside forever. joke. And when it came out, it wasn't very good. And the truth of the matter is that when you have something like this, when you have these two properties that have so much air quotes, clout and background to them, and you have so many different scripts being put out and you have so much time that's elapsed and you are trying to create a marketable product that features two monster men beating each other up you are gonna fail do you want to hear my hot take that's kind of why i hate marvel movies because this movie does what um 
that Marvel does now, which is like, let's give people what they think they want. It's right. not a studio sitting back and be like, these are ideas and we're going to tell people what they want. They're like, well, wouldn't it be cool? I wrote a Tumblr post about this. You should do this. And this is really where movies start trending towards like, we're just going to give audiences like what they dreamed of. They're like, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? And instead of listening to like, movie people like and script writers and being like oh that doesn't really work like that's cool but not really it's like it's like some guy screamed hey play Freebird," and every time that happened movie studios are like let's play Freebird." i think that a big problem too is that the movie has no respect for you which is true of yes. a lot of marvel films too which is that it's like i'm gonna spoon one, feed you yeah, it doesn't every, matter every 20 minutes a character tells you the plot of the movie and the movie almost knows that you're like i want to watch these two beat each other up i don't care about anything else yes and it says we know you don't care about anything else but if you are a person who was invested in these films leading up to it you know even the good ones maybe the bad ones i don't know i think that there's a lot of disrespect mm -hmm. you know if you really want to call it that towards these silly monster men um but if you want to take my unbiased much more dumb uh theory on this it's it's just a lot of fun. Like I said, if you watch it with like your friends, you and should watch it on substances. On substances yeah. with other people, it's just throw it on the background. It's like not terrible. And like I said, the soundtrack for this, like most of the songs aren't actually in the movie. I think there's like the one spine shank song, and that's about it. Um, but everything else is just on the soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack if you want to listen to like what this era of music was like. I have a nostalgia for this film too. And that's, that's including that it is part of my rating because I think you're right. It is brisk. It is astonishingly stupid. Some of that stupidity, like the Everclear scene, I the fucking it. dad's head falling it. off are so profoundly like into the world of comedy yes. that they work for me. Yes. Um, they're like bordering on like whitest kids, you know, sketches, yes. you know, uh, it is a failure in every way. You know, oh, yeah, I don't know how it did box office wise. I it don't, didn't do that well. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it did that well. Um, um, as for you know how behooved it is to the source material, I don't think that we were at a period of time in two thousand and three where you were going to get like an auteur to yeah. put their stamp on something like this. And I don't think any studio would take that risk, much like Marvel won't take a risk yeah. on allowing any director to put their stamp on anything. Well, this also kind of strays away from like your screams and stuff like that. Like, Which is it, interesting. It is interesting. It definitely wasn't in the vein of where horror was like going at this time. No. Um, and I think it it had its niche audience. You have your lock-ins with like your Freddy and your Jason fans and your horror hounds and stuff like that. But it didn't appeal to teens, I don't believe. I think a lot of people just were like, what? I don't care. Because like, unfortunately at this point, and I think this like is what this movie was trying to do, was like reintroduce Freddy and Jason into mainstream and being like, oh, these big 80 icons, they're back in the 2000s. Isn't this cool? And it's like, I just don't think that translated. And even every iteration they've done of these movies since then, in my opinion, have never done well. I think they've all failed like commercially and stuff like that. Like, you know, horror people will always go see them. Like, I've seen all the remakes and reimaginations, yada, yada, yada. But like, I just don't think those properties have done well, even like up until now, like in the mainstream, I don't think those properties do very well. All right. I think you're right. So, um, We've got something lined up. Oh, what is it? I don't know. But this is always a surprise to me. I know. Uh, our next movie oh, from no. the year 1999. Oh, no. Starring Emily Burgle. I don't know who that is. Kat Shea. Nope. Amy Irving. Nope. And Jason London. That's right. It's the sequel you've all been waiting for. The Rage Carry 2. <gasps> yes! So, until next time, don't blame the movies. 
Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. I'm not wasting anymore! I'm not writing songs for you! I sleep better in the dark! I'm not doing this for you! This is because of you I don't believe! Yeah!